This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, welcome everyone. We're continuing in Adaf Shavua. We're learning Masachas Ksubais, Daf Yudzayin Amad Beis. So the Mishnah said on Tes Vav Amad Beis that if there is a dispute between husband and wife where she says, I got married as a Basula, and he says, no, I married you as an Amana or a Grusha. So if you have Edim, that she went out, Bihinuma, then her Ksuba is 200. Rabbi Yochum and Baruchah said another proof that she's a Basula is if they gave out toasted grain. So the Gemara wants to know, my Hinuma, what is, what is Hinuma? How does that indicate that she's a Basula? Surcha bar papa mishmei amar. Surah Bar Papa, the name of Ziri, said, Tanura da'asan, oven of myrtle. It's like a chuppah of a myrtle which is round. Uh, the reason why it's compared to an oven is it's narrow on the top. Uh, by the way, we see that there are many practices of wedding that were connected to a myrtle, right? We had on Yudzayin Amaral, if we learned on Tuesday, about Chachamim that juggled myrtles. What do myrtles have to do with a wedding? So we know that Esther was compared to a myrtle. And one of the meanings of the myrtle is that even though Esther had a green complexion, but she also had a thread of grace. She looked beautiful to anyone who saw her. So it's a sort of a message to the Kala that we're saying she's beautiful, regardless of her objective appearance. And there's another idea that Myrtles, tzaddikim are called myrtles. So it's sort of an omen that the children should be righteous. But anyway, here, uh, Hinuma is a an oven, uh, like a chuppah of a hadas. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Krisa de menamna bakalasa. It's a veil that's on the head of the kala that would cover her eyes so she would doze off with it. Since her eyes were covered, she would doze off. She knows she's getting married, you know, so she's not going to be sleeping that much after this night. So she'll, she'll catch a few uh, Z's during the wedding with the veil covering her eyes. Okay. Rabbi Yochim ben Broika Oimer, that giving out parched grain is also a proof that she's a basula. It says, Gemara Tana was taught by Raya. In the region of Yehuda, parched grain at the wedding was a proof she was a basula. The question is, what proof was there in Babylon? Amar Rav, so Rav said, the proof in Babylon is, Dardugi de Mishcha Areshad Rabbanan. The women would put oil on the heads of the rabbis and rub it in. Now that, that's got to be a scandal. That's a, that's a pretty uh, uh, unusual practice. Number one, to pour oil on the head of rabbis, and number two, for women to rub it in. But that was the proof in Bavel that a woman was a besula, if at the wedding the girls would pour oil on the heads of the rabbis and rub it in. So the Gemara says, You're telling me the women shampooed the head of the rabbis at the wedding? I mean, that's outrageous. Really? You're talking about shampoo? Amalei Abayi said to Rapapa, Yasma, you orphan. Le'avdolach imach. 
Dardugi Mishcha, Aresha Drabana Mishas Maiza. So, Rapapa said to Abaya, excuse me, Abaya said to Rapapa, are you an orphan? Meaning you don't know what's uh, common practice? Your mother didn't rub oil on the heads of the rabbis at your wedding? Uh, that's common practice. Like one of the rabbis. One of the rabbis made a chasna, made a shidduch for his son with the uh, daughter of Rabbi Barula. The Amrila and some say, Rabbi Barula, Rabbi Barula made a shidduch, Iasikle Lebrei made a shidduch for a son, Be'ahu Merabanan. The Dardig Mishcha Areshad Rabanan, and he, and they rubbed oil on the heads of the rabbis, Bishas Vaisa at the time of the wedding. So this was common practice. This was what was done at the wedding of a Basula. So Gemara asks, Armalasamai, what would they what simon would they make for Naumana to show that she was Naumana and um and this way it was clear what type of status she was in. So the Gemara says, Ta'ani Rab Yosef, Rab Yosef taught, Armalasa Lesla Kisni. In Almana, they did not had they did not give out uh, roasted grain. They did not give out toasted grain. <clears throat> that was uh Um, that was the sign that a woman was an almana. Fine. These are interesting concepts because if Rav Nashim are besulais, yes, right, and most weddings would have these simanim. Uh, how would a person years later say, "Oh, I remember that this chasana, this is what happens in, in most chasanas." I don't remember a thing that happened in the last chasana. That was that. It seems like that this was this was the common things that people would do by a chasna. So why would somebody years later remember, I remember the daft by this chasna they did this, that most chasnas they did this. I think right. remember if they did it, that I think is the point. So by the almana they remember if they didn't have the parched right, grain. Right, so by the almana they did not have parched grain. You're saying why would that stand out? Why would someone remember that? We're saying that you need Aiden to testify that these things were done by this chasna, but these things seemingly are done by most chasnas. Correct, because most most yeah most women get married as a basula, like you mentioned. But if a woman's an almana, then it will be remembered that that the woman that woman did not have these practices, right? That by an almana they did not have the toasted grain. You're right. Most women get married as a basula, like the Gemara said on Tezayin Amid Aleph. Um, but the only thing is. Most women that get married um, as a basula, the Gemara says it has a coil. So, the, the, for whatever reason, the, wo- the woman uh, did not have a coil that she was a basula. Okay. Now we're going to examine the last case of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that Rabbi Shu is Moida. That if you say to your friend, Look, this field belonged to your father, but I bought it from him, you're believed. Because you have the ability, you could have said it never was owned by your father. Pesha Asr or Pesha Hitter. The Gemara in Tezayin Amaral have called it, Ein Shar Shacha Lefanecha. 
meaning you could have denied the whole thing. However, the Mishnah said that if there were Edim that it belonged to his father, then you could not have denied that it ever belonged to his father. So the Gemara says, why are we talking about where the guy says that this field belonged to your father and I bought it from him? Why your father? Why it should say that if I say this field belonged to you and I bought it from you, I'm believed. Because I could have said it never belonged to you. The listening Maida Rabbi Shua, it should teach Rabbi Shua's Maida. But if somebody says to his friend, So this field was yours. Mimchan, I bought it from you. Why does he have to say that Rabbi Shua's Maid, if I say I bought it from your father, should say Rabbi Shua's Maid, if I say I bought it from you? Says Gemara, Mishum the Kabai, Lamisni Seifa, you wanted to teach him the Seifa. If they're witnesses that it was his. In other words, the Seifa says if there were witnesses that it was his father, then you're not believed to say that um, I bought it from him. But if the case is where the guy says, this field used to belong to you and I bought it from you, the Mishnah could not have said that if there were Edim that it belonged to you, you're not believed. So the, so the Gemara says, Mishnah, you say, I wanted to say in the Seifa, if there were Edim that it was his, when I say I bought it from him, so what's the case? If the case is that I, ate, I was on the field for three years, then even if there were Edim that it belonged to you, why am I not believed to say I bought it? If I ate it for three years, why would you not be believed to say that I bought it from you? We know whenever uh, a person who says that I bought this field, so we ask them, where's your star? So if he doesn't have a star, so we say, obviously you didn't buy it. But if you were uh, occupied the field for three years, then you could say... After three years, I lost the star. So, uh, it can't say where the guy says, I bought it from you, because if he ate it for three years, then why would he not be believed to say, I bought it? If he did not eat it for three years, obviously he's not believed to say that he bought it. So the Gemara says, well, by the same token, if he claims that he bought it from your father, if he was on it for three years, then he should be believed. If he was not on it for three years, he should not be believed. Says so Gabi by the father also. If he ate it for the years of Chazaka, why is he not believed? If he did not eat it for three years, it's Pashat he's not believed. So what difference does it make if he says I bought it from you or if he says I bought it from your father? Says Gemara, Bishlama Gabe Aviv, Bishlama by the father. You know what the case could be? Mishkachasla. The case could be, Kagoin Shaachlash Dayim Bechaye Ha'av. He ate it two years while the father was alive. Va'achas Bechaye Benoi. And one in the lifetime of the son. Meaning, let's say he ate it two he ate it for three years, but he's still not believed. How? So, he ate two years in the lifetime of the father, then the father died, and he ate the third year in the lifetime of the son, and the son was a katan, and he didn't protest. The chiddush is, that since the son was a katan, the third year doesn't count. So if the guy says, that this belonged to your father, and I bought it from him, so he's believed, 
because he has a Pesha Asar. He, he could have said it never belonged to your father. But if we have Edim that it belonged to the father, he's not believed because the Chazaka doesn't work. Uchid Rav Huna, like Rav Huna taught, Am Rav Huna, Rav Huna taught, in Machzikin Menachse Katan. You cannot make a Chazaka in the land of a minor. Afilu Higdil, even if he grew up. Meaning, if you're machzik in the nechasim of a katan for three years, it's not a chazaka. Because the reason the katan was not moicha, because he was a katan. Now, Rav Huna is machadesh, that even if he becomes of age afterwards, and you continue to live there for ten years, for a hundred years, it's not a chazaka. Because since in the beginning, when he was a katan, he saw you being machzik in it, and he didn't say anything, he continues to think that, uh, that you bought it from his father. So, the reason why the Mishnah had to pick a case where you say that I bought it from your father is because there's a chiddush there. The chiddush is that you, can, you can't be machzik in the nechassim of a katan. Afilo higdel. For Huna, so the Gemara asks one question. What's Rav Huna's chiddush? That's clearly... That's clearly what the Mishnah is talking about. It says the Gemara... Says Rav Huna Mas Nisan Asal Ashminan is Rav Huna just teaching us a Mishnah? Because from our Mishnah, it's implicit that you can't make a Chazaka in the Nechasim of a Katan. Says Gemara Yibai Seima. If you want, you could say Rav Huna the Yuka the Mas Nisan Kamar. Either Rav Huna, he's not saying a Chiddush, but he is sort of demonstrating how we can infer from the Mishnah that. Uh, he's sort of saying that yeah, uh, from the Mishnah, you can infer that if you're machzik two years in the chasm of the father and one year in the katan, then it's not a good chazaka even if the kid grows older. Or if you want, you could say that yes, from the Mishnah we see you can't be machzik in the chasm of a katan. But if Huna is adding, even when he becomes of age, the chazaka is still not effective. Um, and even if he grows, grows older, kamash malan. So the chiddush is that the chiddush is that um, Rav Huna is saying afilu higdil. So in other words, the reason why the Mishnah has to be talking about a case where you say that I bought it from your father, because if I say I bought it from you, if I made a chazaka, then I'm believed. If I didn't make a chazaka, I'm not believed. But the case of the Mishnah is where I say I bought it from your father and I made a chazaka two years by the father and one year by the kid and the chiddush is you're not believed if we have idim that the father owned it and the reason you're not believed is because the chazaka by a kid does not count. So the Gemara asks another question. The listni bedidei just talk about a case where you claim you bought it from him and the case is, Why don't we say that the Chiddush is where you made two years of Chazaka in the presence of the owner, and one year where the owner wasn't around. Why wasn't the owner around? He ran away. He ran away. And the Chiddush is that that's not a good Chazaka. Therefore, if you say, I bought it from you, then you're believed with Amigo. I could have said you never owned it. But
But if you say, but if they're Edom that he owned it, then it's not a valid chazaka because the, the third year he wasn't around. Because he ran away. So Gemara asked, Baruch Machmas Mai. Why did he run around? Run away? If he ran away because he's afraid for his life. So then, Pshita, of course it's not a good Chazaka, Delay Mehemen, because he was not able to protest in year three. You can't make a Chazaka in a case where the owner is afraid for his life and he can't protest that you're on the field. Delay he can't protest. And if he ran away because of a monetary concern, then he should have protested. Why? The Kaimalan we pass in Macha Shaloi Bifanov Havya Macha. Macha, not in his presence, is a good Macha. Therefore, we can pick a case where you did two years of Chazaka in front of him and one not in front of him. Because if he ran away because he's afraid for his life, of course, it's not a Chazaka. And if he ran away because of Mamon, he should have protested, so it is a Chazaka. And then the Gemara goes, now the Gemara goes on to prove what then Macha Shaloi Befanov is a good Macha. And we are actually going to hold it over here, and we will get into that Bezos Hashem Monday night next week. And uh, next week will be a nice regular schedule. Okay? Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Brachavat Slacha. Rabasi, you'll have a little break this Shabbos from having to give the daf. Um, and uh, have a good one, everyone. Kol Tov. Thanks, Alan, for coming. Shkayach. Shabbos. Shabbos. Kol Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.